Today is the 15th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you today as we gather around the global campfire. If we had a good Valentine's Day yesterday, I'm glad to be here with you today as we gather again. So we're picking up our story in the book of Exodus where things are getting made. Like God has prescribed essentially a meeting place like where he's going to meet with people. And it's going to be right in the middle of the people. And there are things that he wanted built for worship and to remind the people. And so some of these things are being made and we're watching that happen. When we get to the New Testament, we will be opening the book of Mark. And we'll talk about that when we get there a bit. But first, Exodus chapter 39 and 40. Beautiful priestly clothes were made of blue, purple, and red wool for Aaron to wear when he performed his duties in the holy place. This was done exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses. The entire priestly vest was made of fine linen woven with blue, purple, and red wool. Thin sheets of gold were hammered out and cut into threads that were skillfully woven into the vest. It had two shoulder straps to support it and a sash that fastened around the waist. Onyx stones were placed in gold settings and each one was engraved with the name of one of Israel's sons. Then these were attached to the shoulder straps of the vest so the Lord would never forget his people. Everything was done exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses. The breastpiece was made with the same materials and designs as the priestly vest. It was 22 centimeters square and folded double with four rows of three precious stones. A carnelian, a chrysolite, and an emerald were in the first row. A turquoise, a sapphire, and a diamond were in the second row. A jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst were in the third row. And a barrel, an onyx, and a jasper were in the fourth row. They were mounted in a delicate gold setting, and on each of them was engraved the name of one of the twelve tribes of Israel. Two gold rings were attached to the upper front corners of the breastpiece and fastened with two braided gold chains to gold settings on the shoulder straps. Two other gold rings were attached to the lower inside corners next to the vest, and two more near the bottom of the shoulder straps right above the sash. To keep the breast piece in place, a blue cord was used to tie the two lower rings on the breast piece to those on the vest. These things were done exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses. The priestly robe was made of blue wool with an opening in the center for the head. The material around the collar was bound so as to keep it from wearing out. Along the hem of the robe were woven pomegranates of blue, purple, and red wool with a bell of pure gold between each of them. This robe was to be worn by Aaron when he performed his duties. Everything that Aaron and his sons wore was made of fine linen woven with blue, purple, and red wool, including their robes and turbans, their fancy caps and underwear, and even their sashes that were embroidered with needlework. The words dedicated to the Lord were engraved on a narrow strip of pure gold, which was fastened to Aaron's turban. These things were done exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses. So the people of Israel finished making everything the Lord had told Moses to make. 
and they brought it all to Moses. The sacred tent and its equipment, including the hooks, the framework and crossbars and its posts and stands, the coverings of ram skins and fine leather, the inside curtain, the sacred chest with its carrying poles in the place of mercy, the table with all that goes on it, including the sacred bread, the lampstand of pure gold together with its equipment and oil, the gold-covered incense altar, the ordination oil and the sweet-smelling incense, the curtain for the entrance to the tent, the bronze altar for sacrifices with its bronze grating, its carrying poles and its equipment, the large bronze bowl with its stand, the curtain with its posts and cords, and its pegs and stands that go around the courtyard, everything needed for the sacred tent, and the finely woven priestly clothes for Aaron and his sons. When Moses saw that the people had done everything exactly as the Lord had commanded, he gave them his blessing. The Lord said to Moses, Set up my tent on the first day of the year and put the chest with the Ten Commandments behind the inside curtain. Bring in the table and set on it these things that are made for it. Also bring in the lampstand and attach the lamps to it. Then place the gold altar of incense in front of the sacred chest and hang a curtain at the entrance to the tent. Set the altar for burning sacrifices in front of the entrance to my tent. Put the large bronze bowl between the tent and the altar and fill the bowl with water. Surround the tent and the altar with the wall of curtains and hang the curtain that was made for the entrance. Use the sacred olive oil to dedicate to me the tent and everything in it. Do the same thing with the altar for offering sacrifices and its equipment, and with the bowl and its stand. Bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent and tell them to wash themselves. Dress Aaron in the priestly clothes, then use the sacred olive oil to ordain him and dedicate him to me as my priest. Put the priestly robes on Aaron's sons and ordain them in the same way so they and their descendants will always be my priests. Moses followed the Lord's instructions. And on the first day of the first month of the second year, the sacred tent was set up. The posts, stands, and framework were put in place. And the two layers of coverings were hung over them. The stones with the Ten Commandments written on them were stored in the sacred chest. A place of mercy was put on top of it, and the carrying poles were attached. The chest was brought into the tent and set behind the curtain in the most holy place. These things were done exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses. The table for the sacred bread was put along the north wall of the holy place, after which the bread was set on the table. The lampstand was put along the south wall, then the lamps were attached to it there in the presence of the Lord. The gold incense altar was set up in front of the curtain, and sweet-smelling incense was burned on it. These things were done exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses. The curtain was hung at the entrance to the sacred tent. Then the altar for offering sacrifices was put in front of the tent, and animal sacrifices and gifts of grain were offered there. The large bronze bowl was placed between the altar and the entrance to the tent. It was filled with water. Then Moses and Aaron, together with Aaron's sons, washed their hands and feet. 
In fact, they washed each time before entering the tent or offering sacrifices at the altar. These things were done exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses. Finally, Moses had the curtains hung around the courtyard and at the entrance. Suddenly, the sacred tent was covered by a thick cloud and filled with the glory of the Lord. And so Moses could not enter the tent. Whenever the cloud moved from the tent, the people would break camp and follow. And they would set up camp and stay there until it moved again. No matter where the people traveled, the Lord was with them. Each day his cloud was over the tent, and each night a fire could be seen in the cloud. Okay, so as I mentioned at the beginning, here we are, cracking open the second of the grouping of books in the New Testament known as the Gospels. And the Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We concluded the Gospel of Matthew yesterday. That's, uh, we, that brought us from the beginning of the year to there. And so we're opening up Mark today, and we should probably say, like right off, Mark was, was not a disciple. He wasn't one of the 12 apostles. He was really more of a long-term disciple of, of the apostle Peter. Uh, we first see him show up in the in the book of Acts, which we haven't got to yet, but we will. So we'll see him when we get there. He's, he's also known as John Mark, and he lived in Jerusalem, came from a pretty wealthy family. His mother's name was Mary. She had a big house. She had a servant named Rhoda. These things we all find in, uh, in the book of Acts. And Mary was an early believer and had opened her home to early believers. And there are, there are church traditions that, that hold that it's this home that may have been the, the place of the upper room where the Holy Spirit was poured out on the early believers after the ascension of Jesus. So, bottom line, Mark was around this all his life, even when he was a boy. So, as we'll learn later in the New Testament, the Apostle Peter gets captured by Herod and he's going he's gonna to be executed uh, with other Christians who he's putting to death because the people are, are into it for some reason. But an angel comes and springs Peter out of jail. And so it's to John Mark's house, to this home of Mary, this large home that Peter first comes to when he is miraculously freed from jail. And all the believers are there praying for Peter. They're there praying that God might rescue Peter so when Peter comes to John Mark's house, the servant, Rhoda, comes to the door and sees him and slams the door in his face because she can't believe it's him. And we'll read that story when we get to the book of Acts. But that gives us just a little bit of like, this is who Mark is. And so John Mark has been around the gospel his whole life. He has a cousin. His name is Barnabas. Barnabas is dear friend of the apostle Paul. So it's Mark goes with Barnabas and Paul on the first mission, missionary journey of, of the Apostle Paul's life. Again, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but this is who, who we're talking about. So there's this pedigree, and church tradition tells us that he became a disciple of the Apostle Peter and traveled all over with him and was serving as his interpreter in Italy, especially in Rome. 
And everywhere that they would go, Peter would share the gospel of Jesus, right? And so John Mark has heard Peter tell the story over and over and over everywhere that they go. And so he remembers all of the story that Peter's told. And at some point he's asked to write these things down so that it can be remembered. And so Mark eventually does. And so some people would consider this more of the gospel according to Peter, more what Peter was, was teaching. Most agree that Mark actually was the writer, like we've got the right person. There's speculation about the time, but most biblical scholars believe this to be the, like the first of the gospels that were written. And that this, this is written in a really kind of broken form of Greek or young, like maybe like a young level of Greek knowledge. And then there's all kinds of speculation about why that is. And we can get into all that. It's just a, it's a basic telling of the early story of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. The perhaps earliest version of it that we have that was ever told. And so we begin Mark chapter one, verses one through twenty eight. This is the good news about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It began just as God had said in the book written by Isaiah the prophet, I am sending my messenger to get the way ready for you. In the desert, someone is shouting, get the road ready for the Lord. Make a straight path for him. So John the Baptist showed up in the desert and told everyone, turn back to God and be baptized. Then your sins will be forgiven. From all Judea and Jerusalem, crowds of people went to John. They told how sorry they were for their sins, and he baptized them in the Jordan River. John wore clothes made of camel's hair. He had a leather strap around his waist and ate grasshoppers and wild honey. John also told the people, someone more powerful is going to come, and I am not good enough even to stoop down and untie his sandals. I baptize you with water but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. About that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and John baptized him in the Jordan River. As soon as Jesus came out of the water, he saw the sky open and the Holy Spirit coming down to him like a dove. A voice from heaven said, You are my own dear son and I am pleased with you. At once, God's Spirit made Jesus go into the desert. He stayed there for 40 days while Satan tested him. Jesus was with the wild animals, but angels took care of him. After John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee and told the good news that comes from God. He said, The time has come. God's kingdom will soon be here. Turn back to God and believe the good news. As Jesus was walking along the shore of Lake Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew. They were fishermen and were casting their nets into the lake. Jesus said to them, follow me. I will teach you how to bring in people instead of fish. Right then the two brothers dropped their nets and went with him. Jesus walked on and soon saw James and John, the sons of Zebedee. 
They were in a boat, mending their nets. At once, Jesus asked them to come with him. They left their father in the boat with the hired workers and went with him. Jesus and his disciples went to the town of Capernaum. Then, on the next Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and started teaching. Everyone was amazed at his teaching. He taught with authority and not like the teachers of the law of Moses. Suddenly, a man with an evil spirit in him entered the synagogue and yelled, Jesus from Nazareth, what do you want with us? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are God's holy one. Jesus told the evil spirit, be quiet and come out of the man. The spirit shook him. Then it gave a loud shout and left. Everyone was completely surprised and kept saying to each other, What is this? It must be some new kind of powerful teaching. Even the evil spirits obey him. News about Jesus quickly spread all over Galilee. Psalm 35, 1-16 a psalm by David, a prayer for protection from enemies. Fight my enemies, Lord. Attack my attackers. Shield me and help me. Aim your spear at everyone who hunts me down, but promise to save me. Let all who want to kill me be disgraced and put to shame. Chase away and confuse all who plan to harm me. Send your angel after them and let them be like straw in the wind. Make them run in the dark on a slippery road as your angel chases them. I did them no harm, but they hid a net to trap me and they dug a deep pit to catch and kill me. Surprise them with disaster. Trap them in their own nets and let them fall and rot in the pits they have dug. I will celebrate and be joyful because you, Lord, have saved me. Every bone in my body will shout, No one is like the Lord. You protected the helpless from those in power. You saved the poor and needy from those who hurt them. Liars accuse me of crimes I know nothing about. They repay evil for good and I feel all alone. When they were sick, I wore sackcloth and went without food. I truly prayed for them as I would for a friend or a relative. I was in sorrow and mourned as I would for my mother. I have stumbled and worthless liars. I don't even know. Surround me and sneer. Worthless people make fun and never stop laughing. Proverbs 9, 11 and 12. I am wisdom. If you follow me, you will live a long time. Good sense is good for you, but if you brag, you hurt yourself. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this, this second gospel, the gospel of Mark, as we enter into it and kind of start the story over again. We reset, we open our hearts and minds, we open our spirit and say, come, come Holy Spirit, 
Lead us into all truth. Lead us deeper into our relationship with Jesus. We ask in his name. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com That's home base. It is the website. It's where you find out what's going on around here. And so, indeed, check it out. Check out the community section. This is where to get connected uh, on the different social media channels that we participate in as Daily Audio Bible. It's not a bad idea if you're around socials to follow along and then you can get announcements or anything that that's kind of coming out there. So check that out. The links are in the community section and the prayer wall is there in the community section. And that is here for us around the global campfire. We as a community caring for one another as we move through the scriptures. So check that out. And if you, if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you humbly. Global Campfire is here because we're here. All of us are here together. And so thank you deeply for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. The mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or there are a number of numbers you can dial in the Americas. 877-942-4253 is the number to call. If you are in the UK or Europe, 442036-088078 is the number to call. And if you are in Australia or that part of the world, 613-8820-5459 is the number to call. And that is it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hello, my sweet siblings. I'd like to pray for uh, Dr. John's um, mother-in-law, Margarita, um, who has cancer. And now she will not have cancer by faith. I will pray. I will pray alongside you, Dr. John for Margarita. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come in agreement with my brother, your father, that you remove all cancer cells and cast out every root of it, your father, in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you give Margarita strength, your father God, that you give wisdom, your God, to everyone who's going to take care of her Father God in the name of Jesus you can do this Lord because you are the God of the impossible you are good and you are Jehovah Rapha who heals us please Father please Lord I ask you in the name of Jesus that you heal Margarita in the name of Jesus thank you Dr. John I appreciate your your advice, um, whenever you call, I enjoy listening to your voice. 
And God bless you, my brother. I love you. It's Minita. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Heather of Pikes Peak, Bowie, Texas. And I'm listening to the uh, Today's Devotional on TV. And um, Joe, your wife, and Doc were hit by a car. Uh, she has brain um, damage. Or... Father God, I just lift up this wife and this, and Joe, and the dog too. I, I pray over the whole family. I pray over the person that that hit them, the the guilt that they must be feeling. Oh, Father God, heal her brain, bring her complete restoration, Lord, and in the process, bring Joe peace peace of mind that you've got this and everything works for your purpose and and Brady um, you're praying over your pastor's wife who has um, an aggressive cancer Father God I pray over this pastor and his wife and 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 the pastor's flock um, I pray over complete healing and the healing may not be what we think it is it might be on the other side but I pray for peace and comfort to the pastor and to the wife and and to his flock Lord everything works for your purpose we don't understand or or try to even try to understand your will and your way they're so far above us but I know you have a purpose for this, Lord. So I pray, I pray for these two men that, that called in. Your will be done, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hi, Desert Rose, this is Beloved in Bakersfield. Just wanted to pray alongside you for your husband. Father, we praise you for your word. Um, Matthew 18, 10 came to mind, the parable of the lost sheep. Um, Father, for this brother who once knew you, um, we we just pray that just as you the example you gave in Matthew 18 of um, the lost sheep going astray Father we pray that you would go and find him that you would rejoice over returning him to the flock and that it was never your intention or your will that one of these little ones should perish. And so, Father, we, we praise you. We praise you for your mercy and your grace. And we're asking that you would open the eyes of this, this husband um, who did once know you and walked with you. Lord, we're praying for true repentance and um, change in his life that can only come from you. We pray for restoration of this marriage. We pray over this sister. Um, Lord, may you continue to Give her the endurance to pray for her husband, to pray for their marriage, and to um, never give up hope of how you can return what is lost and restore what is broken. God, we, we trust you and we praise you. Um, I know this, I'm sure this situation is heartbreaking. And so we just pray for comfort over this, this sister. But Lord, we are, we are, holding fast to the miracles that you can provide. We thank you, Lord. Hello, Divers. This is Kay from Ohio. I want to pray for Rob. I think your name was still, still Worship Dude. 
from Nashville, Tennessee, and you're on a mission trip in Brazil. God, we pray that you cover them and comfort them and as they're facing spiritual warfare, God, that we will intentionally pray for Rob and all those who are with him during that watch hour from 12 to 3 a.m., God, on our side, that the devil will not wreak havoc on them, that they will see the glory of the Lord and see the salvation of your hand that you're moving across them, that you are covering them and everyone in their vicinity, anyone who came with them, anyone who has contact with them will be blessed and covered because Rob and his team is covered, God, that they will have everything that they need, every kind of resource, the food, the medications, that their minds will be set in stone and trust you no matter what they see, no matter what they feel, that you will cover them in the blood of the Lamb, God. Cover their tents, cover wherever they're staying, God, in the blood of the Lamb, cover their cars, cover their tracks in the blood that no one can see them. They won't hear them, they won't know where they are because you will confuse their minds and keep them safe, God. We love you and we thank you. We thank you for God's grace. Her daughter has nodules on her heart. God, I heard you say, and you said again, tell the doctors to check again. God said, check again. Desert Rose, you're getting a divorce. Your husband from India, we're praying his mind be covered because you are covering him. Cover your house, cover your car. Bless you.